Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. I'm asking you to stand to your feet. We're going to get into some word today. I don't have slides up. I don't have slides up for you. Um, you won't see a scripture on stage, but I'm going to ask you to turn your gadgets and turn your, your Bibles to Genesis chapter 22. Really excited about today. Again, the last time I spoke was on, um, was on a Wednesday service. So uh, when I was first asked to do this today, I was super nervous because, well, I mean, Sunday mornings, this pulpit has been graced by a lot of amazing speakers and, and our, pastor, um, our pastors as well. And just to be asked to do this this morning is an, is an honor. So I, I truly didn't want to, I, I mean, anytime you get the opportunity to stand behind a pulpit, I don't want to take lightly. I have a chance to encourage you and leave you with something uh, that God has placed into my heart. Genesis chapter 22. Uh, we're going to read. Um, we know this story, but I'm going to focus on the first five uh, scriptures. And it simply says this. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. And God said, take your son, your only son whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to, and saw, um, oh, he said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Bow your heads. Lord, we thank you so much for today. We thank you, Lord, for choosing this place to dwell in, these praises to dwell in. And I pray, Lord, that in, this, that in the message that you have uh, placed in my heart, Holy Spirit, that your words would be my words, that you would lead me through this, through this whole process. And Lord, uh, that people would actually leave here today with a better understanding, not just of worship, Lord, but, the, but a better understanding of how to prepare themselves before they walk into this place. We give you glory. We give you praise. In your name, Jesus, we all say... Amen. You may be seated. All right. Let's get right. Let's, let's get right to it, though. Uh, Genesis chapter 22. And um, from obviously, if you didn't want if you didn't get what I'm going to be speaking today, I want to I want to elaborate and, and touch on uh, talk about what um, is our church DNA. And our, 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 since worship is the center of our, our, our church name. Um, I believe that it's also our DNA, not just as a church, but as individuals. I felt God lead me to talk a little bit about worship. So if that's all right with you, let me say, yeah. Yeah. It's got to be smooth like that. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Worship is a huge part of my life. And not just uh, here here in church, not just when we sing, but also, you know, at work, at Google. Worship is a huge part of my life. You'll understand that a little bit later. It's also important at home with my wife. It's important for my everyday choices. Before I face a lot of things, I got to worship in those, in those, um, in those decisions. Finances, um, it's 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 a huge part in my relationships. And I was familiarized. I, I grew up in church, and I was familiarized with worship at a young age. I knew what it meant, but I didn't truly understand it, you know. And I'm I'm pretty much like every person out there. Those of you that are just new in the faith right now, you know, it's a lot of things you just don't understand when it comes to worship. Um, you question. A lot of things as, le- as well. And I was led to understand that 
Worship could only happen every Sunday. So, all right, you know, um, after you were done on Sunday, you'd have to take a week off. I'll see you next week. All right, we're going to start worshiping again. And, of course, now uh, I understand that it could happen anywhere that we go. You know, it, could, it happens in, in all things and everything. Um, whereas before when I was young, I was, you know, I was, I was a basket case, man. I was questioning. I was wondering if I did every Sunday was real. And this is me being young, you know, I, I mean, it felt real. You know, I had the, uh, the tingly feeling, you know, the, um, uh, Pastor Matt before he used, used to call it, man, did you get zapped? I got zapped once in a great, <laughs> once in a while, you know, you felt that little, that, those, those chills, you know what I'm saying? It felt like, felt like God, God moved. So, I, you know, I put God to that, to that label. And uh, I remember falling, you know, one point in worship when I was a kid. First, I didn't understand it because I, I, I you know, I didn't, I fell because, Everybody else was falling. I didn't want to look dumb. <laughs> so, I, you know, it's like when somebody says stand up if you want to, you know, do and, and, you know, you have all these people, like, standing up, like, scattered. I'm, I'm, like, looking around, like, you know, just working my way down. Like, um, I didn't, you know, I didn't want the, I didn't want somebody's, like, sweaty coat on me. And, I, you know, I just tried to avoid falling. But, you know, it felt, it felt real at the moment when I did understand it. It felt like God moved within my heart, and I couldn't control myself, but I found myself falling uh, face forward, face down, instead of back, and um, uh, <laughs> I had an ugly cry at one point in worship, you know, one of those, you know, when tears are just flowing down your eyes, you know, boogers all over the place, you know, you, you show up to church with your new clothes, you leave with like dried booger stains all over your shirt, you know, all that stuff, you try to catch them when you're crying, but you don't focus on that, um, I had one of those, and I always questioned, like, all that happened, I always questioned if I did it right, you know, and I was, I always questioned, like, was that, was that, was that, was that genuine, was that real, was that, was that what God wanted, was that more than a song, you know, that he meant in that song, was it, did he, was that more than what he required, and, you know, I, I always questioned what, what it should look like at the count of three, you know, because most, <laughs> most times, you know, when, when, when you hear that at the count of three, let me hear you shout, you know, well, what did, what did that look like? You know, was that, was that, was it just a, a random one, two, three, ah, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, what do you, what's really going on? It took me a while to really understand that. And I mean, but I mean, even from then, it just, it all looked the same to me. I mean, it, once emotions hit the keys, it all just looked like worship and I couldn't understand it. Um, I was always questioning if, uh, um, I remember saying like, I remember saying at one point, I went up to the altar for God, and I, I was crying, and I left encouraged. Well, was that genuine worship? Was that a real encounter with God? Or, or maybe, you know, I, I would leave, and maybe some of us who have, you know, those of us that showed up to a Wednesday night service, and we would we'd be like, man, worship was so great on Wednesday night. I mean, the, the pastors didn't even get to share a word. Like, it was just, it, it was just a whole night of worship. And you're there, you're like, well, it was, you know, question, like, well, was that genuine? Was that real? Was I just caught up in the moment? And this is a quote that I've heard that I believe each of our leaders here want, want, you, to, want, you, to, uh, want you to hear, but this is also our hearts. And it was by Havila Cunnington, and she said, the last thing we want to happen as leaders is that each and every one of you leave here with an experience, or leave here entertained. Sorry about that. Is that each and every one of you leave here entertained. Because if you show up to a concert or you show up to a show, everything's great for that moment. But that's not what we want you to, to walk into this place thinking. 
We want you to leave here encountering with, God, with an encounter with God. Because once you leave entertained, you, you, you paid for a show. But we're not here to give you a show. What we want to give you is, is, is fruit. It's food for the week. What we, want, we don't want you to come to a point to where, man, that was a great word. That was a great time in worship. Well, now what? How do I apply that on Monday? Now that I'm at home, what do I do? You know, and today, um, today I, I just want to encourage you, don't leave here entertained. Um, this is, a, this is a, a time to get into God's word. This is a time to just get to, 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 to take the food and, the, and, and the, uh, the nourishment for today so that it could get you through the week. Um, some or all of us today will leave here with a better understanding of worship. You'll leave here with a better understanding with what true worship will cost, how valuable it is, when does it take place, and how often should it be done? Should we lift our hands? Should we jump? Should we sing? Should we shout? Um, but um, the next question you probably ask is, do we really need to do all these things to worship God? And that's a great question. And, you know, um, some people have some strange ideas of what worship should look like. Um, but... I would rather be so consumed with God that it doesn't matter what it looks like and it doesn't matter what he or she isn't or is doing. It shouldn't matter what it looks like. See, when Hannah worshiped God, it looked like she was drunk. It shouldn't matter what, what it looks like because when David worshiped God, he looked crazy, right? When I worship the Lord, uh, sometimes I think, man, people are like, if it was an entertainment, they were like, oh, where's he wandering off again? Because I'm walking all over the stage. And, I, you know, sometimes I don't really notice it. But everybody's not here when I'm worshiping God. I'm just focusing on God. And because <clears throat> when I'm worshiping, I'm saying that, and, and this is what our hearts should be. God is worthy of all my love, my attention, and my devotion. He's worthy to receive all that I can give him. And I want you to declare that here today. I want you to repeat these words after me. God is worthy of all my love. My attention and my devotion. He's worthy to receive all that I can give him. Come on, declare that. I want you to mean it this time. And not just because I ask you to repeat, me, repeat it after me, but God is worthy of all my love. My attention and my devotion. He's worthy to receive all that I can give him. I want you to understand what you just declared today. It'll make more sense in just a bit, all right? So, the story of Abraham and Isaac. We all remember this story. We know what happens all the way through the, whole, um, through, through the rest of the chapter. But the story of Abraham and Isaac, I believe, sets a standard of what Jesus, um, what Jesus describes as, as those who will worship me in spirit and in truth. Say spirit and in truth. And what Abraham does, I pray today, will urge you, will, will cause just a, 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 a desperation, a greater need for more of God. And it will allow you to worship him freely without any distractions. And it will be authentic. It will be genuine. All right? You ready for an encounter with God? Say yeah. yeah. So, the next question you probably ask is, what will it take to reach that standard in worship? That's a great question. I don't have slides up there, but let me share with you what these steps are, and then I'll break it down in a bit. But the first step is to be submissive. You've got to be submissive. If you're taking notes, you've got to be submissive. 
And I'm going to break that down in a bit. But the next step as well is to be steadfast. And don't look for any excuses. It's important that you write this down. The next step is, as well that Abraham takes is he creates separation. That's one of my favorite ones. And I'll tell you why in a bit. And also the last step is sacrifice. If I'm going to talk about Abraham and Isaac and you know this story, sacrifice is probably one of the hardest subjects anybody would ever want to listen to. The sacrifice is the, last, is, is the next step, is the last step there. So let's take it from verse, two, uh, from verse 1 and 2. So what will it take to reach that standard in worship? Abraham was submissive. Say submissive. God's command was crazy. And what did he say? Take your son. Sacrifice him on the altar. And we know what that sounds like. You know, we could, we could get spiritual. It was like maybe just give his life to him or something. But not take his life. You know, we could get spiritual in that moment. And here, here Abraham is, and he, he's submissive unto God. He did it with no hesitation, just as he commanded. What did verse 2 say? Or, uh, what did verse 3 say? It said, early the next morning, Abraham got up and left. He got up and he went. And I want to submit to you, a true heart for God is marked by obedience. And when you submit, you're obeying to what God has called for you. Every obedient moment in your life, any obedient moment in our lives is an act of worship. Abraham set that example through obedience, through submission. So whether you're attending work at, uh, at early, remember, work as unto the Lord, your attendance is an act of worship. It's an act of worship, right? You're tithing. That's an act of worship. Witnessing, praying, studying the Bible, praise. It's an act of worship. Nothing says that I love God more than doing what he commands. If your attendance isn't right, you've got to work on your worship. You don't see promotion. I mean, because if worship allows God, sets the atmosphere for God to step in, and you don't see promotion happening in your life, you're not worshiping right. I was going to say it again. I'm like, what? The next step I want to share with you is what Abraham did is he was steadfast. He didn't look for any excuses. Say no excuses. He did not waver. Abraham is a true worshiper. He's a true worshiper. In fact, the chapter before, he, was, um, he had just finished a time of worship in Beersheba. Because he had received its promise. I mean, a lot was happening. Everything We know what it's like when good things happen, right? We worship God and we're grateful because of, we see we, his promise came to pass. We see prosperity coming in. But even now, when God in his ways just isn't making any sense, Abraham still worshiped. And what makes it genuine, what makes it authentic was that he was able to look beyond what God had just, he looked beyond that crisis. He had to sacrifice his son. He looked beyond that crisis and he, he looked beyond that crisis and he worshiped. Listen, he had a mountain to face and in the midst of his mountain he worshiped. And I want to take, I want to submit this to you. In the midst of your mountain, you got to worship. You've got to look beyond that crisis. Nothing is too great. Listen, nothing is too great for God. So if you want God to step in, You've got to worship. If it's going crazy for you right now, if, if, if financial, your, your, finance, your finances aren't in order, if your family isn't in order and you need God, you've got to set the place for God to come in. Come on, somebody. 
If you're wondering why God isn't moving on your behalf any, any faster than he should, well, you've got to get down. You've got to start praying. You've got to let him in. You've got to let him in. You've got to create. You've got to be consistent. You've got to be steadfast. And not just work. Don't make any excuses. Don't make any excuses. Because you know what? Abraham had a really good excuse. You know what I'm saying? He had a really good excuse. He didn't want to sacrifice his son. That was his promise. That's a life he had to give up. That's, that's his promise. Everything that was promised to him, all of a sudden he had to give it to God. Don't make any excuses. We can't afford not to worship. We can't afford not to worship. You come into this place and you may be, you may be um, you struggling through certain, certain things in life. You can't afford not to worship. Worship through that. God's going to step in. I can encourage you with that. This is my favorite step that I want to share with you that Abraham does. He creates separation. And it's Genesis 22, verse 4. On the third day, Abraham looked up, saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. That's important. Because most of our mindsets when we come here, um, they're... We're not here ready to give God worship. See, Abraham had to separate himself from all worldly matters. Sometimes, and this is true, I believe, sometimes, and well, even now, I believe that our worship could be contaminated. It could be controlled by, um, by the world. And, if, and Abraham knew his priorities. He knew that these guys did not, under his servants, did not understand the call that was upon his life. I truly believe that if he didn't tell them to stay there, if they went with him up to the altar, that what, they, that what Abraham needed to do didn't make sense and that they would stop him. They would have stepped in and stopped him. God has a call upon your life. And sometimes it won't make sense to a lot of people. Sometimes it won't make sense to, but God knows what he's calling you for. And he's asking you to let go of all of these worldly things, let go of all these problems, because you've got to understand and trust that he's got it all in control. If you don't separate yourself from what will distract you, you'll never fully get what God has planned for you. You'll never, you'll never go through what God has called you to do. You'll never go through with it. How many times have I, um, you know, I, how many times as a young kid I would put, I've been put through dares and challenges for money? You know, but I'd never go through with it. Well, but I give you more than this. So like, no, 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 no. You know what I'm saying? You, it, it doesn't matter how much money they'll pay you. It was like, it's not, most of these dares were never worth it. <laughs> it was embarrassing, right? They're, they're like, they all seem impossible. I was like, no. And, 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 you know, God, Abraham knew that God is his priority. He had that calling. And if he didn't separate himself, they would have stopped him. And I learned to truly worship God. And, and for me in this place, I learned to truly worship God on a busy street near Denny's in San Jose, all right? Somewhere around there. And I was 16 years old, and God was asking me, and, you know, I'm, here I am at Denny's, and it was free food. So I'd go. Anybody at 16, free food. I was a little, I was a little uh, shorter, um, maybe like five inches. I was probably the same body type when I was 16 back in the day when I was out there. So imagine this big old kid on the side of the street. God's asking me to worship. He's asking me to worship at that time, and, and he was teaching me a lesson on boldness. And he's asking me, and I'm looking at him, I was like, is, God, is this really you? <laughs> like, this whole time. And I'm, being, and I'm being taught how to worship. So eventually, my hands go from midpoint to worshiping God freely. But if you were driving by on that day many years ago, 
it would you probably would have put on put put more gas on <laughs> on your car and passed by because it looked crazy. To all of a sudden see this big kid on the side of the road doing what he was doing. But I I had to separate myself from my family and my friends because I had to make God priority. And if I didn't make God priority, I wouldn't have got the boldness that I have now to lead you here today. I wouldn't have had that. I wouldn't have built that with God. See, worship isn't an option. It's a privilege. I didn't come to church to catch up on gossip. I don't, I don't get out. I don't drive all the way over here just so I could do my nails. Oh, man, it's kind of weird. Just so I could figure out my checkbook, show off my clothes. I didn't come here to fix my hair, talk to my neighbor, look for fault or cause trouble. When I, when I, when I walk into this place, my priority is to give God worship. My priority is to worship him. And what we should be, just like I shared before, we should be so consumed with praising God that we don't have time to be concerned about somebody else, what somebody else is or isn't doing. We don't have time to, to be concerned with what we have to face the moment we leave. Listen, let me tell you how important this hour and a half is for you. You have stuff you got to face when you leave. And when you submit yourself to God for these first hour and a half, you're going to receive the answers and the strategies and the encouragement and get the strength that you're going to need to face those worldly matters. And God is asking you to put your whole life on hold right now for me because I've got something for you. And he's encouraging, you know, when, when, when you sit here and you listen to the word, when you, when you stand up or, or however form of whatever worship looks like to you, when you give God that time, that hour and a half, you know you've got something to face. Here's where you get your strength for it, and it's important to create separation for that. Leave all your distractions outside of the door. Don't worry about it. God's got it all in control. God's got it all in control. Come on, somebody. <laughs> now the favorite point, sacrifice. It's the favorite step, and Abraham knew this was going to cost him. It cost him his promise, but he doesn't waver. He gets up and he does what's needed to be done. He's willing to sacrifice everything that's been promised to him by God. He holds nothing back. So what's it going to cost you today? What's it going to cost you? What are you willing to sacrifice here at the altar? What are you willing to sacrifice here at the mountain? You're, you, you, you really to sac you, uh, willing to sacrifice your time? You're willing to sacrifice your plans, your pride, secret sins, whatever it may be. The reason why so few of us are willing to give ourselves truly, genuinely to God is because we don't have, we're still holding on to these things. And your worship, your hands are going high, your voice is shouting, but, but your hands are up with chains locked up to it. You're moving around, but you still have this ball, this ball and chain you're dragging around. You, can't, you want to worship God freely, let go of these things. Those are what's distracting you in this moment and distracting you and getting close to God. It's not cheap. It's going to cost you a lot. If you, give something, if you give God something cheap of value, well, you're going to get what you pay for. You want God to step into a big way, give all of you. You want God to step in in a big way, give, your whole, give yourself, give everything. Hold nothing back. Because if you hold nothing back, that means God has control of every single thing. Every decision that I'm going to make, God, I'm going to give it to you. Even if it's the simple ones. Everything. 
Everything that I do, God, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to do it as unto you. Even if it's, that's my act of worship. We made a declaration earlier that he's worthy of all our love. Remember that? Worthy of our attention, devotion, all that we could give him. But it's going to require us that we give everything of value. We place it on the altar and give it to God. Tell somebody, get ready to sacrifice something today. You've got to trust that God is in control. In the midst of his mountain, Abraham worshiped. He submitted, he obeyed, and, and this was definitely a challenge for him. But he was steadfast and made no excuses. He knew his priority and separated himself from all worldly matters. He trusted that God had it in control. He sacrificed. God had it in control. I mean, even before he, he proclaimed, he knew that, you know, even though it didn't make sense, even though that calling didn't make sense, he knew that God was there. Even while, his, even while Isaac... Even while they built up the altar and Isaac asked God, we've got everything. I mean, Abraham, uh, Father, we've got everything here. But where's the sacrifice? Abraham trusted and knew God was in control. He said, God will provide. And he did. He came through in a big way. And that's our mindset. That should be our mindset. That even in the crisis, we should trust and know that God has it all in control. He will provide. Because even at the heat of the moment, and when I mean heat of the moment, is when he was just about to sacrifice Isaac, God stepped in. Listen, even while you're worshiping on the mountain, at the heat of the moment, when it looks like God isn't there, at the heat of the moment, God will step in. Because you're worshiping at a point to where he's just going to make you, he's going to intercede in that moment, and he's going to provide you with the lamb. He's going to provide you with that answer. And most of us hold on to these sacrifices. You can't hold on to, you can't hold on to it. You've got to let it go. You've got to make room for God to move within your hearts. Come on, stand to your feet this morning. John 4.23 said, A time will come, however, indeed it's already here, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking just such people as Jesus is worshipers. Are you sincerely worshiping God with all that's within you? Are you giving a greater God less than? Is your worship genuine? Is it authentic? Is it free? Or does it need work? Aren't you tired of showing up here this morning without a purpose? Because if your mindset was to prepare myself to enter into the presence of God, to give God my full attention, to give God my hour and a half, you would leave ready to face with whatever's out there. And like I said before, I don't want you to leave entertained. It's more than just a sing and dance show or a special speech. It's your tools in life. This is definitely something I want you to take so that when you come into this place, you get the most, God will get the most out of your worship. When we declared, we said all, but none of that says anything about what God is going to give us but what we can give God because we know he's always going to provide we know that he's always going to make a way but can he say the same about you can he say the same about me right now with every eyes closed across the room I'm not going to ask you to come to the altar you're here now where, where you at can be an altar of worship but we're going to get into some worship 
And when you understand steps, you understand the standard, what it takes. Well, if you weren't able to give God your full attention in the beginning of service, let's do it now. It's never too late. Don't just, don't just do it now. Take it with you at home. Give God your attention, your life, your devotion at home throughout the week. If you want a greater encounter with God, let go of those chains. Sacrifice what's holding you back. Let's give them our all today. Come on, with every hand lifted high across the room, God, we love you. We give you praise, Father. There's no one great. There's no one greater than you. Oh, we fall submission unto your spirit, God. Oh, oh, oh. oh and here we are at your feet, Jesus. Oh, we ask that you take all of us. You can have all of me, Jesus. I need you. I need you, Lord. I sing to you. I dance with you. Cry for here in this place. I give my all just to be whole, just to be here in this place oh just you and me everything's so clear and now I am free now I'm free just you and me God I don't care who sees I don't How I love this place of worship. Oh, we love this place of worship, God. We give you our full attention, God. We give you our love. We give you our lives, Jesus. Oh, we're tired of showing up. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.